Trying to share on social media. Hang on. How's it a 37, 30 second countdown, but we're, we were at 25 seconds? Because Why? it starts a little late. It's such a stupid question. All right, here we go. Uh, 2023-24 college hoops season preview show. Uh, this is how the structure works of the season. We do this. Then we have the Illini basketball podcast all year. Uh, I'm going to throw the link to that in the description of this. Uh, different format for how these are uploaded this season. I think last year's preview just went out as a podcast. This will go out on the Substack front page uh, big time. Uh, at least 20 people are going to see this, at least. Um, so that's huge for everything. Uh, be back January, mid-season preview, and then like mid-February to the national championship, we'll be doing once a week every – what do we do those? Every Monday or Friday? We've been doing it for three or four years. I can't even remember. Um, I don't remember. No. I think it's every Monday. I think it's every Monday. But uh, I, it's definitely every It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, all right. Uh, here we go. Here we go. This is uh, this is big time stuff. The season begins Monday, November sixth, um, and the slate early season is not great. I would say, at least right away. Um, I think it hurts that you don't have the uh, the classic. The um, the hell is it called? The uh, Kentucky Kansas Champions Michigan. Yeah, that's classic or whatever. Yeah, it's like. November 14th, I think, this year. So that's a little different. Yeah, all the MTEs are a little bit later this year, aren't they? Yeah. Um, let's also throw this out there. I mean, I think at some point we have to have a discussion of what is the purpose of these charity exhibitions if they're exhibitions? Like, can they just do charity games that count early in the I – don't, I don't really – whatever, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's just because they all played their starters and it's just like – Tennessee and Illinois and Arkansas had wins over top five opponents or whatever, and it's just not going to mean anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's a little weird because if it's good teams playing each other, anyways, it, it doesn't matter. And you're, you know, at the end of the year, if you won or lost that game that much. Yeah, can we get a producer in here to mark two minutes forty seconds where I derailed the uh, the structure? Go ahead and mark that. Um, all right, here we go. Preseason rankings. Now, I'm going to press the B button because StreamYard says they have a marking system. If I press B, see, marker created 301. There we go. All right, here we go. Uh, maybe we don't have to do timestamps anymore on the other one. So there you go. That'd be nice. Uh, preseason rankings. Uh, I have my own here, top 30. Uh, put this together last night. Uh, I think I have some different opinions on certain teams than other people have. Uh, so I'm going to get into the other rankings that I wrote down here. I don't have the AP top 25 in front of me because I don't really care. If you want to pull that up, you can. Um, let's start with, uh, John Rothstein, my good friend, um, who is, you know, this is my first season of college basketball on Twitter with John Rothstein following me. So I need to really step up my game this season. Um, yeah, I don't, let me make sure he hasn't unfollowed yet. So I don't, you know, say all these things with him. Not okay. Yeah. He's still following me. We're good. We're good. We're good to go. Think he misclicked or what? I think that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Rothstein's top 45. I'm just going to go through it, and I'm not even going to say anything in between. Uh, he doesn't have number one or two because he hasn't done that yet. I guess he's leading up to the season. I assume he'll probably do those uh, Saturday and Sunday or whatever. What's today, Friday? Yeah. Four or five. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, uh, 45 through 31. 
New Mexico 45, Arizona State 44, Rutgers 43, Iowa State 42, Oregon 41, Texas Tech 40, Providence 39, Virginia 38. Here's a surprising one. Alabama 37. That feels disrespectful, but that's just my thoughts. Uh, Auburn 36, even though I said I'd give no thoughts, that, that's <laughs> shocking not to give a thought. Uh, Kansas State 35, Northwestern 34, Wisconsin 33, TCU 32, UCLA 31. Memphis 30, Mississippi State 29, Xavier 28, North Carolina 27, St. Mary's 26, another surprise to me, uh, Maryland 25, Colorado 24, St. John's 23. Might be buying into the thing a little too early there. Um, Baylor yeah, they, lose their... they did lose to a D2 team or a, like a community college or whatever the hell that was <laughs> they played. It had to be D2, but uh, they were without their two best players, which is still not an excuse, but it is true. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Baylor 22, Kentucky 21, Illinois 20, San Diego State 19, Gonzaga 18, Texas 17, Villanova 16, uh, Tennessee 15, Arkansas 14, Texas A&M 13, Houston 12, USC 11, Creighton 10, Miami 9, Arizona 8, UConn 7, Marquette 6, FAU 5, Michigan State 4, Purdue 3, and then Duke or Kansas uh, will be 1 and 2. My guess is he goes Duke 1, Kansas 2. That's just me. Um, I think there's a little bit to the fact that uh, maybe relying too much on returning players to, re- to teams and ranking them a little higher because of that. Uh, I look at FAU as an example of that, having them at number five. Yeah. Um, and Seems I, to be a thing people do, though. Right? Yeah, I try to not do it as much because I think if you look at some of the metric stuff, FAU is not a favored team in metrics, which is only tells one part of the story, but there's obviously – Something there. Uh, looking at uh, Jeff Goodman's rankings, his top 25. This is from the messenger.com. Uh, just some highlights here with his. I don't really I don't really want to go over the entire thing. Uh, notable, he has St. John's 24. Um, he has Illinois nowhere to be seen. So there you go for, for you out there, you Illini fans out there. Uh, he's got Kansas 1, Duke 2, Michigan State 3, Purdue 4, Houston 5. He's got FAU 7. He's got St. Mary's in the top 10 at 9. Uh, he's got Gonzaga 13. Uh, he's got Colorado 21, Kentucky 25. Uh, and then Seth Davis also did one for the Messenger. I guess both of those guys are writing for the Messenger.com, which is um, a new site for media. So, yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's got Kansas 1, Duke 2, Purdue 3, Michigan State, uh, uh, Michigan State 4, Marquette 5. And then there's really nothing else notable. Illinois 23, USC 24. Uh, he's got FAU uh, 7. I think I already said that. So their overall rankings um, feature four Big Ten teams. So Maryland 24. Okay. Uh, all right. Now the important rankings, which are my rankings, unless you want to bring up the AP. Uh five. Yeah, sure. AP, uh, Illinois 25, Alabama 24, St. Mary's 23, Villanova 22, USC 21, Baylor 20, North Carolina's 19, Texas 18, San Diego State 17, Kentucky 16, Texas A&M 15, Arkansas 14, Miami 13, Arizona 12, Gonzaga 11, FAU 10, Tennessee 9, Creighton 8, Houston 7, UConn 6, Marquette 5, Michigan State 4, Purdue 3, Duke 2, Kansas 1. 
Whew. That was a lot All right. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. All right. Um my rankings, the most important of them all. Uh I think that I kind of am a mix of everybody else that we've mentioned here, which I think there's some blatant disrespect in the AP poll um to a few teams. Uh so my 20 uh I guess I have 30. I didn't even I thought I had 25. Um my 30 through 20 rankings, I have TCU 30. I have Kansas State 29, I have Wisconsin 28, UCLA 27, Colorado 26, Maryland 25, Texas A&M 24. I like Texas A&M, not as high on them as a lot of other people. I think their backcourt returning is a big part of this, uh, but I think there is some continuity there that will is something that people will fall back on. Uh, but, you know, Rothstein having them 13, um, Goodman having them 20, and then Davis having them uh, 8. There's some mixed opinions on them, but uh, 24 feels right to me. Uh, San Diego State, 23. Villanova, 22. Illinois, 21. Uh, in my previous top 24 in September, I did not have Illinois in on that uh, list. So, Exhibition game, change your mind? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Also, let's be honest, in September, I hadn't done my full sweep of research for the season, so didn't have all the information in front of me True. Uh, needed. Uh, 20 through 10, I have USC, 20. North Carolina, 19. Texas, 18. Arkansas 17, Alabama 16. I think Alabama is being disrespected in some of these polls. I think there's something to the fact that Alabama, they're not as talented as last season, but they have experience. And I think this is the type of team that I could see Nate Oates doing some serious damage in March with because there was a lot of drama around that program last season. They're probably the most forgotten team from last year's tournament when you think back of storylines. Like Alabama – was the number one overall seed. They lost in the Sweet 16. I'm pointing up here because I still have the bracket filled out on there. I need to erase that. Uh, San Diego State beat them in the Sweet 16. They had the number two overall pick in the NBA draft on that team, amongst a few others. They lost Quinterly from last season. They lost Jaden Bradley from last season. Uh, but this season they bring in some other guys. We're going to get more into Alabama later. Um, uh, Kentucky 15. Florida Atlantic, a.k.a. FAU, 14. Gonzaga, 13. And St. Mary's, 12. Baylor, 11. I think I'm a little higher on Baylor than a lot of other people. I think that's because when I see a Scott Drew team with the guards that he has, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I think I would be a little bit surprised if they weren't one of the three best teams in the Big 12 this year with Kansas and with Houston. Um, I have Tennessee, 10. And then uh, the rest of my top 10, Arizona 9, Michigan State 8, Creighton 7, Houston 6, Marquette 5, Duke 4, Kansas 3, UConn 2, Purdue 1. So I'm changing things up. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm very high on the, the big three out of the Big East. A little lower on Michigan State than others, but still have them at 8. I like Arizona a lot. I was extremely tempted to have Arizona a few spots better than that. Um, I think Houston is really, really good. I know a lot of people not ranking them as high. Uh, Rossing at Houston 12. Um, Goodman did have them five, and then Davis had them 11. So I have them at six. I feel like that's a good spot. Uh, but other than that, I think there's a lot of variation in the rankings already. And I think it's interesting that people are this high on St. John's already. I'm not ready to be there. I don't think St. John's is quite going to be – what people may expect, which I think is uh, a lot 
of that comes from what their program has been as opposed to what they can be under Patino year one. I think they're a tournament team. Again, I think they'll make a return there. Uh, however, I don't see them as a top 30 team going into the season. I think it's a little insane that like Rostin had him 23rd. That feels a little, a little insane. Um, and then Goodman had him 24. So I'm not ready to buy fully into that. What the hell's on my paper? All right. Got it. Um, all right. Moving along, segment two, only 12 minutes, 48 seconds on the first one. Uh, conferences, conferences, here we go. Starting off with the players segment, I will say you could have just put guards to watch, and that's essentially what mine is. It's like all guards. <laughs> um, Who cares about bigs, right? Well, guard play matters a lot, folks, and I know the best players in the sport are all bigs, which is great because you have Dickinson, Filipowski, Edie, Klingon, Baycott. I mean, it's all bigs. I forget anybody there. Is somebody gonna get mad? Bunch of bunch of college guys that will never get to the NBA. Filipowski, you know. Filipowski will, yeah, sure. yeah. But. And Edie will too. I just don't know if he'll do anything. Dickinson, no way. Baycott, maybe he's got the length at the rim. Uh, good protector of the rim. I can see him carving out a role. Anyway, what what am I doing? Oh, I just <laughs> touched my mic. All right. Can everybody hear me okay? My mic's like not even. Yep, you sound great. All right. Great. Here we go. Here we go. Conference breakdowns. Players to watch. Atlantic 10, which uh, a couple of these conferences are not good this year. Yeah. Well, why do we go over all of them? We I pick like 11 out of 32. <laughs> uh, uh, my player to watch in the A-10 this year is uh, Malachi Smith of Dayton. Uh, Dayton, I believe, is the heavy favorite in that Atlantic 10. We'll get there on that. I mean, he's, he's a junior. Uh, he's a guard. He was limited last year. Uh, only played 19 games due to an injury. Um, but when he did play, I think he was six assists to two tur- turnovers a game, uh, which is really good for a guard. And he shot about 40% from three. So He's a low-volume, high-three percentage guy. Like, he only yeah, shot 50 of them two years ago, shot 40%. Last year, I don't know how many he took, but he shot 38%. Uh, so yeah, I, we'll get to the Atlantic 10 and Dayton. I'm not a big fan of them, but we'll get there. Um, mine is Max Shulga from VCU preseason Atlantic 10 second team, uh, averaged 12 points, four rebounds, four assists at Utah state last season. Um, comes over to a VCU team that lost a lot from last season. Their coach notably, uh, headed over to Penn state. They lost ACE Baldwin as well amongst another, a host of other players heading to Penn state as well. Uh, Ryan Odom comes in from, uh, uh, hold on, Utah State, duh. He was he was UMBC, Utah State, then VCU. Uh, so he brings, Shulga comes over with Odom, and I think the system continuity there is going to be big. I think he's going to be very, very good in this conference. Uh, over the American Athletic Conference, which is kind of like a uh, two teams and then a bunch of other teams type conference, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, this conference uh pretty ugly at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, John L. Davis of FAU, um, he averaged around 17 points in their final – when they go to the lead eight, final four last final year. Final four, yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, averaged 13.8 a game. Uh, he had 29 points against FDU, along with 12 rebounds, five steals, and five assists, which is crazy numbers. Um, and he shoots like 86% from free throw. So, and had three double doubles last year. There you go. Uh, I tried my best to not go with an FAU player here. Good so, work. I, so I didn't. 
Good job. Uh, I'm going Javon Quinterly, Memphis. Comes over from Alabama, uh, averaged 13 points, four rebounds, three assists before his uh, knee injury in the tournament in 2022 against Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I think he's going to play pretty well under Penny. I'm, I'm kind of scaring myself with how much I like Memphis this season, which that that is probably going to backfire. <laughs> um, but either way, I'm a big Quinterly fan. I think he's going to do well at Memphis. Yeah, you've been a Memphis hater for years. Well, tide's turning. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Conference USA. I went with Arturo Dean of FIU. Uh, he's a sophomore guard. He won freshman of the year uh, in the Conference USA last year where he averaged uh, 12 points a game, four rebounds, about four assists, and 2.53 steals. Uh, he doesn't shoot well from three, only shot 20%. So if he can get those numbers up, uh, he could have a really good sophomore year. I went with the exact same player. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. Told you not to pick my players. Players to watch Agami, uh, <laughs> like a score Agami in the NFL. Rare score, rare. We pick the same thing player wise because uh-huh. there's so many players to choose from. But I just think his numbers stand out, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a big question. I didn't even listen to you there because I was trying to plug my phone in. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you mentioned this. Yeah, I think yeah. if can he improve from three was what yeah. I wrote. He's twelve for sixty, so Not that's good. that's got to improve. But I think the skill is there from an offensive standpoint, and I don't think FIU is going to be very good this year. But if they're going to finish top five in the conference, it's going to be him making a leap and averaging more than twelve four and four. If he can get like seventeen five and four. I feel like that would be good. Um, but who knows? I just think that this conference is full of a lot of boring teams. Because <laughs> the best teams in the Fair. conference are all teams that are good defensively and not good offensively, at least metric-wise going into the season. Like Liberty's the only team with an offense even close to the top 100 and a host of metric uh, sites. So these are preseason metrics, so they don't matter quite as much as the results that we could see. Uh, Mountain West. I went with Jamal Mashburn Jr. of the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, he was at Minnesota's freshman year, followed Patino to uh, New Mexico. Uh, he led the team uh, with 19 points per game, three rebounds, two, two steals. Um, had a really good season. I expect him to have a, another really good season this year. Uh, he did get they did get knocked out of the NIT by a little guy named Justin Harmon who put up 32 against them. So. Ooh, suck on that. Um, <laughs> I'm going with his teammate and another guy that uh, transferred to New Mexico this season. I'm going Nelly Jr. Joseph. Uh, played at Iona last year for Rick Patino. Now he goes to New Mexico to play for his son, uh, Dick Patino. Um, <laughs> he is uh, was voted as one of the defensive players of the year in the Mountain West preseason. I think he was tied with uh, Lamont Butler, I think, of San Diego State. So, uh, he had that going for him. I think he's going to be a big car- part of the front court. You look at the New Mexico team from last season, they lost quite a bit. Toss him in there. He was pretty effective at Iona. So uh, give me Nelly Jr. Joseph. I had to go with a non-guard pick at some point and a defensive first type player. So even though his offensive numbers weren't bad either. Uh, Missouri Valley, which the Missouri Valley this season is ugly. <laughs> um, I went with Donovan Clay of Missouri State. Uh, he's a 6'8". Senior guard weighs 230, um, average 12 points, five and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, and a block. 
to big guard. Yeah, Donovan Clay's a stud, and he's like the only reason to watch Missouri State this year. <laughs> I mean, they do have, uh, of course, everybody's favorite guard, uh, Alston Mason, of course, uh, the junior 6'2 guard. They got him. But, uh, yeah, Donovan Clay, last two years at uh, Missouri State, very, very good. He, he, very effective in two-point scoring and, you know, three-point scoring, not really his thing, 32%, 30%, but either way, good ball player. Uh, I'm going with – this conference is awful, by the way. I'm going Bowen Bourne of Northern Iowa, who 18 points per game last season, junior year this year, shot 41-37-84 splits last year. Uh, he's going to play a major role for Northern Iowa. The consensus favorite in this conference is Drake. I think Northern Iowa and Missouri State are probably the only two teams that I could see maybe upending them because I think – I even think after that, though, like I think Northern Iowa and Bradley are probably the two teams. But I feel like after Drake and Bradley and Northern Iowa and like maybe Missouri State and Indiana State, it's just a huge drop between the rest of the conference. So this conference stinks now. Uh, Loyola Chicago being gone hurts, even though Loyola Chicago hasn't done anything since leaving there. It's not what it used to be. Uh, But either way, there's still intrigue at the top because I I know Drake is a, a pretty heavy favorite. But who knows what happens in the uh, conference tournament in St. Louis in March. Um, all right, West Coast Conference, the last before we get to the power conferences. Uh, I went with Graham Ike of Gonzaga. I picked That's, him last year. Um not how you pronounce that. Graham Ike. Ike I think it's Ike, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I mispronounced it last year when I picked him too. I um, think one of us definitely picked Mashburn last year too, so we're really mixing it up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he played for Wyoming last year, but didn't play due to an injury. Um, I think he might be injured now. He didn't play in the uh, craziness in the kennel. Uh, but two years ago, he w- had 19 and a half a game with nine rebounds. Um, so we'll see what he can do at Gonzaga if he gets healthy to play. <laughs> leg injuries, why he sat that out? I think same, he had a leg injury all last he year. He injured the same leg that forced him to miss the entire season <laughs> last year. Yeah, not not a good look. Anyways, are you broke? Ethan's froze on my screen. <laughs> uh oh. I'm back. All right. Internet shut down, um, which is convenient because we have no viewers anyway, so nobody even cares about this. But uh, are we back? Yeah, I don't know. You, like, froze, so I restarted. I think we're back. Um, my thing still <laughs> says two bars out of three. It's fairly good, it says. But, uh, I mean, I'm plugged into the router. This is this is BS. Uh, anyway, okay. Fix it, StreamYard. Uh, my West Coast Conference pick is Aiden Mahaney of St. Mary's. I would be stunned if he doesn't win West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Let's throw that out there right now. Uh, Big-time player. Uh, 14 points per game last season. I think that's going to go up. 42-40, 72 splits. Big part of this team. Aiden Mahaney, easy pick. Not even a second thought. Uh, ACC. I went with Reese Beekman of Virginia. Um, he's senior guard 
Average nine and a half points per game, 5.3 assists per game. Uh, with Kia Clark gone after, you know, his 67th year or whatever he was, um, I think that Beekman's going to handle the ball a lot and uh, be the leader of the Virginia team. So it's unfortunate for Kia Clark that his last play of his career <laughs> was throwing it away to Furman and Furman ended up winning. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know what you do about that. Uh, my pick is Tyrese Proctor, the guard from Duke. Uh, a lot of people are going to be talking about Filipowski this season and how great he was as a freshman and what he can do this year for them. Uh, but I think Proctor might be, if he's not the top breakout candidate in the country, he's one of the top. Uh, Proctor, NBA upside. I think he's going to have a huge season. I think his assist numbers are going to explode. Um, Duke has a ton of talent. I, I think Duke is going to be much better than they were last year. And last year they were a four seed and lost in the second round to a good Tennessee team. So give me Tyrese Proctor of Duke. I can't believe Reese Beekman is still playing college basketball. <laughs> good pick. Uh, Big 12. Uh, I went with Kevin McCuller Jr. Uh, 6'7". He was transferred from Texas Tech. He transferred out with Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, averaged 10.5 a game, seven rebounds. Uh, he played really well against Illinois in the exhibition game. And I think that he's kind of been undervalued by the media. Uh, I think uh, he made second team uh, in the media, but I really like McCuller. And I think he's going to be a big part of Kansas doing something this year. What? You're muted. Who'd you pick? Uh, Kevin McCuller Jr. Yeah, I just spilled my drink. So uh -oh. it's getting disastrous over here. It's on my screen, too. <laughs> what kind of drink was it? Fuel. Uh oh. Damn it. I'm having coffee. <laughs> my lid malfunctioned. My lid malfunctioned. Mm. It's a brand new uh, cup. Tried to shake it and it flew everywhere. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. I didn't shake it too hard, though. So it, didn't, it wasn't that bad, but it is like all over my papers. Uh, all right. I went with for the Big 12, Ray J. Dennis Baylor, transfer from Toledo, um, another high level guard for Scott Drew to work with. Uh, won't be surprised. It wouldn't be a surprise to me if he were one of the top scorers in the conference if not the top scorer. I think he's going to put up some numbers this year. He averaged 20 a year, 20 a year, 20 last year at Toledo. So give me Ray J. Dennis, former future Illini. There you go. Uh, okay, Big Ten. I'm sure you're going to be unbiased with this one. Terrence Shane Jr. Good stuff. Uh, I went with Jameer Young, guard out of Maryland. Uh, I think he's going to be even an even bigger part of the team this year. I don't think they have – quite as much around him in terms of experience and length that they did last year. Uh, but either way, they're going to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten outside of the top two. And uh, he's he averaged 16 points, four rebounds, three assists last season. So give me Jameer Young. Uh, Big East. Uh, I went with Tyler Kolick of Marquette. Um, That's an original pick. Thank you. Average 12, uh, 13 points a game, four rebounds, seven and a half assists. Uh, at this point, I really was just – Throwing people in there. Mailing it in. That's all right. <laughs> it was mail time, yes. 
I went with uh, Donovan Klingon, the big man out of U- UConn. Uh, I think he's the next great big man in college basketball. He's next up. Um, he's going to ascend this season. I think he's going to score 14 or 15 a game, 8 to 10 boards a game, I think would be good. I uh, didn't get as much run last season, obviously, being behind Adama Sanogo, uh, but I think he's going to be big time for them this year. Pac-12. I went with uh, Caleb Love. I just want to see how he does in a new setting. Uh, he's at Arizona because Michigan wouldn't let him come or something. I don't know. Michigan's stupid. So, let's see what Caleb Love does in the Pac-12. Michigan is willing to cheat for football, but they won't cheat for basketball. <laughs> um, obviously, different circumstances. And obviously, the way they cheat in football is like so stupid. It's like, why does anybody even care? Uh, <clears throat> I went with uh, guard Isaiah Collier, USC. One of the least talked about high school number ones we've seen. Like nobody talks about him at all. Uh, lengthy guard, six foot five, great playmaker. Uh, obviously, with Bronny James probably not starting the season playing, I think that's going to be uh, a big thing for him. I think he's going to put up some good numbers. So, give me Isaiah Collier. Of course, um, SEC last one. I went with uh, Santiago Viscovi. Of Tennessee. Another guy in his 10th year. Yep, he is. Uh, the third and final non-guard on my list. I'm going Grant Nelson, Alabama. 18 points, nine rebounds in North Dakota State last year. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be very good under Nate Oates. So I'll go Grant Nelson, big time. One of the more underrated transfer pickups of the year. I think we'll be saying that when the season is over. Uh, all right, undervalued, overvalued teams. For this one, um, starting the Atlantic 10, undervalued, overvalued. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't even know if I got like the numbers right of where these people are ranked. Uh, Might have got them from last year. Who knows? Uh, I've put overvalued uh, St. Bonaventure at three, undervalued Fordham at seven. You're welcome. That looks – that seems to line up. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but – well, still, I know, I know, I messed up some of them, but you know, still trying to take care of the great spill. <laughs> be all right. Almost done. All right. Let's see. Uh, overvalued for me is Dayton. I alluded to it earlier in the program. Not as high on Dayton. I think after a couple years, you know, they were going to be a one seed in 2020 before COVID and the tournament not happening, uh, and then. They've had a couple years where they've had high expectations. They didn't even come close to meeting them. So I'm not going to trust them. I know they have Deron Holmes back. I know they have Malachi Smith there. If he's healthy, he's really good. Uh, But I think they're a little overvalued as a heavy favorite. That feels kind of insane. They'd be a heavy favorite for this conference. So I'm going to go Dayton as my overvalued. Undervalued, I'm going to go Loyola Chicago. I think they're ready to be pretty good again. Not to the level that they were, but Braden Norris is somehow still there. They bring in Ben Schweiger, who is a a pretty good – uh, scorer at uh, going into last season. And then last season, he was very efficient um, inside the three-point arc. So they have him. Um, they're a little older now. You, you look at some of the other top players in the roster in terms of projection. Philip Olsen, a senior, uh, he transferred in from uh, community college or junior college, whatever. Um <laughs> doesn't say, so I'm just guessing. But they're older, so I think uh, Loyola Chicago is going to be better this year than they've been the last couple of years, which they have not been good the last couple of years. So 
They'll be better. Uh, American Athletic Conference. Uh, I said FAU's overvalued and uh, undervalued North Texas. They won the NIT last year. Um, they're picked to be like sixth or seventh this year. So uh, overvalued, I'm going FAU. Um, I, I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be top 10 in the country good. I don't think yeah. they're going to be top 15 in the country good. I don't think they're going to be top 20 in the country good, but they'll be somewhere outside of that. They're good, but, like, come on. A lot of people are basing too much of what we saw. I, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because it's probably wrong. But FAU, a little overvalued to me. I don't know. And then undervalued, I'm going North Texas. Um, so we're on, on the great same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got Ross Hodge in there, year one. Grant McCaslin left for Texas Tech. Uh, I like this team. Lengthy, old, experienced. They're going to defend their asses off. I worry a little bit about the offensive side. I would give me North Texas undervalued. Conference USA. Uh, overvalued MTSU. Uh, undervalued FIU. Uh, overvalued to me is Middle no Tennessee. <laughs> Middle Tennessee as well. I mean, we're on fire here. Yeah. Um, I like that we're the same, so you actually have something to say after. You say yeah. It. Well, Middle Tennessee to me, uh, I just don't like them. I don't know. I, I don't think that they – are good enough on both sides of the ball to be one of the top teams in this conference. I'll take that back. They're not good enough to win the conference. And I know they weren't picked to win the conference, but a lot of people have them way up there. Um, I don't I, have the I, first is what I saw. So I don't have the projections in front of me for the, for the preseason poll there for the conference USA. Uh, Liberty and uh, middle Tennessee were both 71 so they tied for first. Liberty had five first place votes. Uh, Middle Tennessee had one first place vote. My undervalued is Sam Houston State. Where are they? Six. Seven, right? Six. Okay, yeah. FIU was seven. Sam Houston State is wildly underrated. Wildly, this team can defend. They're old as hell. They have three guys that can score the basketball. Lamar Wilkinson, Jaden uh, Ray, and Cameron Hufner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Houston State is going to win this conference. Print wow. that. Wow. Print it. Print it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mountain West. I got Boise State overvalued. Um, they're predicted to be second. And uh, UNLV undervalued. Predicted to be sixth. I'm going Colorado State as um, overvalued. I think offensively they're going to be really good. Um, Isaiah Stevens is still there. Um, I worry a little bit about the defensive side of the ball. I worry about their depth. I don't think they have a lot of depth. Uh, that could change, but I'm going to say Colorado State slightly overvalued. Undervalued, give me New Mexico. I think they are the second-best team in this conference pretty easily, and I don't think they were voted second in the preseason poll, unless they were. If they if they were, then I'm just going to you know, pretend like I never said anything. So. I like New Mexico. <laughs> uh, Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, I picked uh, you and I. You and I. Uh, <laughs> overvalued. Missouri State undervalued. I'm going Bradley overvalued. I think their offense is going to struggle. They lost rink mast. Um, you know, offensively, I just don't think they are uh, going to be good enough. I think Drake's better. I think Drake is 
the best team in the conference, then I do think Northern Iowa second. So we do disagree a little bit on that. But uh, I just worry about the offensive side of the ball for Bradley. Uh, undervalued, I'm going also with Missouri State. Um, I think Missouri State, from an offensive perspective, after Donovan Clay might be a concern, but I think they're balanced enough to where they can be a top three team in the conference uh, alongside Drake or Bradley or Northern Iowa. So Missouri State slightly undervalued. On to the West Coast Conference which is always the hardest because it's just what the hell. By the way, uh, Drake is picked to win it. You uh, and I is second. Bradley's third. Just so, just so you know. Yeah, Bradley overvalued. They should be fourth. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. What do you do with the West Coast Conference? I put overvalued St. Mary's at one and undervalued Gonzaga at two. I mean, does it? Is there any other teams in there that even matter? I, I mean, BYU's gone, so <laughs> this damn lid won't shut. Got it. All right. Um, overvalued for me is San Francisco. I'm kind of playing in the middle of the conference here. San Francisco, uh, I just mm, – can you pull preseason poll? Yeah, I can. Because I didn't base this off of that. I based it off of a lot of different things combined. Okay. Got you. Uh, San Francisco's pick third. Thank God. Okay, yeah, they're overvalued. I, I think <laughs> offensively, I don't love them. Um, they are pretty old, but I think the offensive issues could come into play. I think Portland is undervalued. I think Portland's better than them. I'm assuming it's Portland fourth or fifth? Sixth, actually. Oh, sixth. Okay, yeah. Portland, I think, is the third best team in this conference. Offensively, they're going to score. You worry about defense a little bit, but I'm not too worried about it in the regular season. Uh, they have three seniors that are probably going to lead the way for them offensively. Tyler Robertson, uh, Chris Austin, and Christian Solund. Uh, as well as, uh, of course, everybody's favorite uh, sophomore guard, Juan Sebastian Gorosito. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Portland. Offensively, I think they're going to be really, really fun to watch. And uh, I think they're the third best team in the conference. So there you go. Um, ACC. Uh, I said overvalued Virginia. A lot of people have them at four. Um, and undervalued, I'm going with Syracuse. Uh, they're picked 10th right now. I think I need you to pull up the preseason polls for all these conferences as we bring them up because I just I didn't base it off of this. I don't want to sound stupid. Um, ACC overvalued, I'm going Clemson. Okay. I assume they were probably picked third or fourth. Fifth. Oh, fifth. Okay, still. I mean, still. I go Duke, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, Clemson. Well, I'm going to sound like an idiot then. Uh, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson Miami, yes, undervalued. <laughs> it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help that Miami is sixth, sixth in the AEC by like all uh, ACC by like all the metrics. So, yeah, I got uh, but Clemson, Joe Girard's and their team automatically overvalued. It's yeah. that simple. Uh, but Miami, the metrics just never like them because they aren't like good defensively on paper going in. But like, there's a lot of players back from this team. I think they are a consensus two or three with North Carolina. So they're probably not undervalued by the poll metrics and probably a lot of people's thoughts. But I think from a metrics perspective, they're undervalued, which they always are. But Omir's back. Nigel Pack is back. They have Matthew Cleveland, Wuga Poplar, AJ Casey's there doing absolutely nothing. Um, but this team, yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be good again. I think they're going to be once again a team that's nobody's going to want to see them in March. It doesn't matter what seed they are. So it'll be the third year in a row of that being the case. Uh, Big 12. Uh, Big 12. I have Houston as being overvalued. It's first year, I believe, right, in the Big 12. So uh, 
see what happens there. Is that right, or did I just make that yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, uh, K State, I have undervalued. Uh, they are at sixth. Seems like you're living off of the uh, work of Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson at K State, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think six is actually a great spot for them, but that's just me. We're, you know, whatever. Uh, overvalued to me is Texas. I don't know where they are in the poll. Third. It's still overvalued a little bit. That's like, fair, I, yeah. I just. Fair pick. Max Aceves was a really, really good offensive player at Oral Roberts. How much is that going to work against Big 12 defenses? Right. That's a concern. And Tyrese Hunter is really good. Um, Dylan Mitchell, I think, is due to break out if they actually let him, you know, get the ball and do his thing offensively rather than just being a defender. Overall, they're a pretty old team. But Chris Beard's a way better coach than Rodney Terry, and that concerns me a little bit. Uh, I know Rodney Terry rallied the troops, and they were really good with him last year. I don't think that's going to carry over this season as much. So I think Texas is a little bit overvalued. Uh, Undervalued, give me Baylor. Um, I think Baylor is legit. Are they fourth? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think Baylor's the third best team in this conference behind Kansas and Houston. Yeah. Uh, Like I said earlier, Ray J. Dennis is there. Jalen Bridges is back. Um, Langston Love is got another season going in. They got a, a freshman stud, Jacoby Walter, um, in the fold. So give me this Baylor team to make somewhat of a return because last season they went down in round two to Creighton uh, after beating UCSB. Uh, this won't be a national championship contending team, I don't think, but they'll be somewhere in the realm of that second tier when it's all said and done, in my opinion. Uh, Big Ten, I'm sure you'll be unbiased here. I uh, I went with overvalued Indiana at six because I think they're trash. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Coach Knight, though. Uh, R.I.P. Um, and then undervalued, obviously, Illinois. That was kind of a, a backhanded thing that he just did with, with Bobby Knight. But um, why? If he was coaching, it just, I, I it just felt say, that way. I wouldn't say that. You know, uh, overvalued to me slightly, and I think they're fifth in the poll. Wisconsin. Are they fifth? Yep. Slightly. I think they're – I just needed a team to pick. I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> uh, but I like Wisconsin, honestly. I do think they're probably the fifth best team in the conference, so this makes no sense, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I want to get to my undervalued pick, which is the Indiana Hoosiers. I think this team is a top four or five team in the Big Ten if things work out. As I said on the Illini Basketball Podcast this week, they are extremely boomer bust. Does Xavier Johnson stay healthy? Does McKenzie and Baco, um, does he produce to the level that they got from Jalen hood Shafino last year? How do they replace the production of TJJ? Can they get along? Can Khalil Ware find any of the potential that he once had as a high school recruit? There are a ton of questions with this team, and they shouldn't be what they were last year. Last year they went uh, 23-12. and 12. I think they were a four seed in the tournament. Yeah, they were a four seed. They beat Kent State, lost to Miami. Uh, they were the top 40 in defensive and offensive metrics. They have a lot of talent. This is maybe the most talented team in the Big Ten outside of the first few. They got to put it together. I'll be curious to see if it happens, but I think they might be a little undervalued going in at six. Probably not in reality, but I think there's a chance that they finish fourth or third in the Big Ten. I wouldn't be stunned by that, but a lot of things have to go right. Like they need young guys to produce, which can be hard in the Big Ten, but 
but I think McKenzie's got the talent. I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm just guessing. I assume the G is silent. I don't know. How could it not be? Uh, yeah, I would. Anyway, think. Uh, Big East. Uh, Big East. I went with uh, St. John's as overvalued. Uh, and I went with UConn at three undervalued. Can you say how, ex- how excited I am to see Rick Patino in the Big East again? That's going to be great. The Big East is going to be the conference this season to watch because that Georgetown Providence game is going to be insane. Seeing St. John's all year with Patino on the sidelines is going to be insane. Seeing Dan Hurley trying to uh, repeat as a champion, insane. Seeing Creighton with like the same team as last year, minus a couple pieces, still being very good, insane. Seeing Marquette with like the same team as last year, missing a couple pieces, insane. It's going to be insane. The Big East is going to be insane. And with that said, my overvalued team is St. John's. Um, I don't I don't think that they are the quickest fix ever, although this roster is good, and I think if they put things together, like I said, I think they're a tournament team. Where were they in the preseason poll? Uh, fifth. Yeah, Who? I think they're Who? St. John's. Yeah, fifth. Sorry. I think they're probably more like six or seven. Uh, they got Dingle, Soriano, Jenkins, Ledlam, Naheem Aline from uh, from UConn. They have some players with a lot of experience. They have uh, one, two, three, four, five seniors, a junior, three sophomores, and a freshman. Uh, I like this team quite a bit. I think Patino is going to do well, but I think they're a little overvalued in the fact that a lot of people have them in the top 25, which I think is too soon for that to be the case. Uh, but that's where I have them. And then undervalued to me, uh, this team is not talked about at all because they've been struggling, but I think – Seton Hall is like a backdoor tournament team this year. Like defensively, they're going to be really good. They have five seniors leading the way. Uh, Kadari Richmond's still there. Uh, Alamir Dawes, uh, Dawes is still there from Clemson. Um, he transferred in there last year. Shaheen Holloway's a good coach when it comes to defensive philosophy. I think they'll be one of the 30 best defensive teams in the country. I think they're going to grind it out. I think they're going to be good enough to be on the bubble and win 10 or 11 games in the Big East, I like Seton Hall. I don't think anybody – I haven't heard anybody say a word about Seton Hall this year. No, they're ninth in the coaches' poll. I think they're better In front than of that. Uh, Butler and DePaul. So. That is straight-up disrespect. <laughs> uh, okay, Pac-12. Pac-12, I'm going with uh, USC overvalued uh, at two. And, I, I mean, you got to pick them, right? Arizona State undervalued at sixth. Glad you did because I did not. Uh, <laughs> overvalued to me, I don't know where this team is in the poll. Uh huh. Stanford. Overvalued. Yeah. Uh, eighth. <laughs> okay, we're not reading the same clippings as uh, they are, but I just think Stanford. Maybe Stanford's undervalued. Then I don't know. They're eighth. In the, I'm gonna go overvalued. Eighth uh, in the media poll. Overvalued, I'm going to go with nobody, and then I'm going to go undervalued Stanford. Uh, they got Peja Stojakovic's son, Andre Stojakovic, on the team. Uh-huh. They got some other older players. They got Jared Bynum there from uh, Providence. They're going to be good offensively. It's just about defense. Can they put it together? And then my other undervalued team is UCLA. I don't know where they are. Probably third. third. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go overvalued UCLA, undervalued Stanford. I just flipped it right in front of everybody's face live. Uh, SEC, the Pac-12 poll, preseason poll, might be the worst I've ever seen, by the way. Just hearing it, not even looking at it, it sounds horrible. Uh, SEC. 
the SEC, I have uh, overvalued uh, Texas A&M at two, undervalued Alabama at five. I have Alabama undervalued as well. Overvalued, I don't know where they are. They're probably seventh. Auburn? Auburn is uh, sixth. Okay, yeah. Slightly slightly overvalued to me. Uh, a lot of the same players back. Don't care. <laughs> um, honorable mention, undervalued Florida. They're, they might be fifth, though. Maybe seventh, fifth Eighth. or seventh. Eighth. Okay, yeah, they're definitely undervalued. Uh, this is another one of my picks. A team that cleaned up in the portal. Uh, they got Zion uh, Zion Pullen there, transfer from uh, UC Riverside, a scoring point guard. Uh, they got Riley Kugel back. I think he's going to have a big-time offensive season. Uh, Will Richards there, back, former Belmont transfer. Walter Clayton Jr. from uh, Iona is in there now. This team Talented, a lot of new pieces. We'll see how they put it together. Tyree Samuel also there from uh, Seton Hall. So I like Florida a lot. I think they're another pick that could be undervalued. I love how you went into that blind. Like you just pick two teams and you're like, I don't know. Hopefully the perception is the opposite of what I think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was dominant performance by me. I put up some Wilt Chamberlain numbers there. That was good stuff. All right, winner pick, conference winners, conference winners. Atlantic 10, who you got? Dayton. I know you love them. Yeah, I hate that pick. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm going with Duquesne as my winner. Excuse me? Um, probably a top 30 offense team. Uh, they have a lot of seniors. By a lot, I mean they have seven seniors that are probably going to play. Um, Keith Danbrot. The head coach, he's been there forever. Their best year under him. This is a team, by the way, that has like some of the best metrics for any team in the conference. They went one and sixteen two years ago in this conference, so they are on the up and up. I think their offense is going to be electric. Give me Duquesne to win the Atlantic Ten. Dayton fraud alert. Let me preseason fraud alert. Dayton American Athletic Conference. Uh, I went with Memphis. When I said I was too high on Penny, I might be too high. I also went with Memphis. Um, <laughs> I think they beat FAU by one game in the standings. I think Memphis goes third. I'm gonna say Memphis goes 14 and four. FAU goes 13 and five. There are teams in this conference to feast on. Whether it's East Carolina, Temple, Charlotte, South Florida, Rice, Tulsa, UTSA, those are teams that you could feast on. And I think Memphis is going to do it. I think Memphis is the most balanced in the conference. So give me Memphis. Riding the penny train this year, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Conference USA. Western Kentucky. Yikes. I can't believe you said that out loud. What do you mean? That's your worst pick by far. Why? What's wrong with Western Kentucky? My metrics here have Western Kentucky ranked as uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 out of 9 in this conference. Dang, they're uh, the, according to the preseason poll, they're third after Liberty and Middle Middle Tennessee. Who is that? MTSU. I mean, there's a good chance that you have the wrong year for that one. Nope, twenty three, twenty four. See USA men's basketball preseason poll. Okay, so the metrics hate them, but the preseason poll likes them. Whatever. <laughs> Liberty, um, MTSU, Western Kentucky. La Tech, UTEP, Sam Houston, FIU, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State. Didn't need a full breakdown there, but uh, I'm going Sam Houston State. 
Uh, Sam Houston State's defense, like I said earlier, is going to be a big part of this. Um, I think it's going to be between them and Liberty. So give me Sam Houston State. I'm very high on them. Uh, Mountain West. Uh, San Diego State. Yeah, this one. <laughs> San Diego State's too good defensively. I think they'll win this conference going away. Uh, Missouri Valley. Uh, I picked Bradley, who you hate. So Yeah, I'm going Drake. I think Drake's going to win this one easily. Uh, West Coast Conference. I went with the Zags. I'm going St. Mary's. I think this is the year. St. Mary's, nice. yeah. St. Mary's elite defense. Like I said, Aiden Mahaney, I think, is the best player in the conference. Uh, so give me St. Mary's to get it done. Although I do think Gonzaga with the point guard play, I would watch out. Uh, but I'll take St. Mary's. ACC. Duke. I think Duke wins this conference going away. I think I early early February this will be over. Yeah. Um, Big 12. I don't know Kansas. I don't know if I love that pick, but I went with Kansas. I think Kansas will be very well equipped to do well in March. Yeah. I don't know if they'll find it quick enough to dominate the Big 12 like they typically do. Right. I am going Houston in their first year. Wow. I think Houston's really good again, like balanced. Uh, Jamal Shedd there. They bring in LJ Cryer from Baylor. Uh, Juwan Roberts, Damian Dunn. I think Terrence Arsenault is going to be a huge breakout candidate. Super Super talent. Like it could be a lottery pick if he has a really good season this year. Wing, talented sophomore. Where did they uh, come from? The the Atlantic? American. American, I mean. Yeah, it was always them in Memphis. How do you not remember do you think, this? I mean, do you think like playing actual good teams night in and night out will make a difference against them? Absolutely, it's gonna make a difference, but also they're really good and they've yeah. been good for a long time. I just don't yeah, I think that they'll probably It'll probably be close. I think the winner of this conference is 18 games. I think the winner of this conference isn't going to be like 12 and six might win the conference. So I think that's going to be a big, it's going to be a huge test, but I believe in what they've been doing. I like their backcourt a lot. Like I said, if Terrence Arsenal breaks out, I think that's a huge part of this. Give me Houston. Don't love the pick, but I didn't want to go too. I didn't want to throw all the eggs in the Baylor basket. And I don't love Kansas as much as I will probably five months from now. Uh, four months from now, whatever. Not five, four, four and a half months from now. Uh, Big Ten, no bias. Illinois. I mean, it's it's just whatever. <laughs> Does it matter? All twenty three people that are going to listen to this are probably Illinois fans. Twenty three is a high number. Wow. I pick Illinois. Okay, uh, I'm going Michigan State. I think Michigan State's going to win the conference by a game. I think Purdue is going to do better in March. But I think Michigan State is going to win the conference. Uh, they have a lot of vets and a lot of young studs. I think Michigan State might have the highest potential of any team in the conference right alongside Purdue. And if you see George Costanza in bed behind my picture here, it's because it's on the TV on the left. So there you go. Uh, put my head in front of it there. Um, Big East. Uh, give me UConn, the national champs. Uh why I don't know why people are hating on UConn so much. I'm the biggest Hurley guy anybody will ever meet ever, probably. Yeah. But I'm taking Creighton. Um, I think Creighton's right there with them. I think UConn's – I mean, Creighton has Baylor Shireman back, Trey Alexander back, Ryan Kalkbrenner back. They bring in Steven Ashworth from Utah State, who was a great scorer for them last year. Shot 43% from three, 106 for 247. Creighton's really good. Creighton is – yeah, give me Creighton. Uh, Pac-12. Arizona. 
I'm very high on Arizona as well. I think their backcourt's going to surprise. Uh, I know Caleb Love is a quote-unquote controversial player to talk about in terms of the way he plays. I guess I don't because it, it can get a little a little crazy. But I think the three-headed monster, if you want to call it that, of Caleb Love, Jaden Bradley, and Kylan Boswell can be very good. Kylan Boswell, I think, is going to be a big-time breakout player this year. Uh, Larson, uh, Pele Larson, and Omar Balo are both back as well. Obviously, they lost some key pieces from last year, but this team's going to be very good. Another underrated player that they brought in, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, the wing from San Diego State, another good defender. So I think Arizona's going to be very good. I think USC is also going to be very good. I think UCLA is going to be good. But I don't think those teams are going to be quite as good as Tommy Lloyd's Arizona Wildcat squad, SEC. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah, I think Tennessee is the best team in the conference by quite a bit. Defensively, they're extremely experienced and good. So I think Tennessee is the obvious pick here. Moving along, biggest storylines segment. Here we go. Two big coaching storylines. Rick Pitino to St. John's and Ed Cooley to Georgetown. Your thoughts? Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, what do you think about Cooley leaving Providence for Georgetown? I I mean, I think that it's a you you look at it like it's a step down because of where Georgetown was, but I think Georgetown's a definitely a bigger name job it's not his fault that it got ran into the ground right yeah um i i think providence fans i guess have a right to be upset but i also don't blame cooley yeah i i think it makes it harder because it's in an in-conference move but yeah i think that's also part of what's going to make their matchup so great when it's in providence that's going to be there have been some electric games at providence the last few years this one's going to be yeah. Insane. If I lived in that area, I would be there. I would be boots on the ground. But I got a couple guys that might be boots on the ground, so we'll see. Nice. Um, and Rick Patino to St. John's was the most obvious thing that I think we all knew was going to happen at some point. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think it brings a completely different look to the St. John's program, a program that's been pretty disgusting for a while. Uh, when was the last time they were relevant? I think they played in the first four game in Dayton against Arizona State one year, I think, would uh Chris Mullen was there, so not great. Uh, a couple big transfers, big name transfers, Hunter Dickinson to Kansas, Caleb Love to Arizona. Uh, which player do you think has more success from a statistical and winning perspective this year? Who, what? Jesus. Uh, Hunter Dickinson to Kansas, Caleb Love to Arizona. Oh, uh, Arizona. I, I think it's crazy that, like, Hunter Dickinson was named the Big 12 player of the year, top newcomer. Like well, who preseason. else is there for that? I don't know. There's gotta be other people than him. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of like really, really good individual players in that conference. Like a, a couple I mean, of a big come- man that shoots 50% isn't that good though, is it? Like has has Hunter Dickinson ever done something just like you're like, wow, wow. He banked in a three against Illinois. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's a question. How did we go from a Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova Final Four in 22 to a UConn, San Diego State, Florida, Atlantic, Miami Final Four in 2023? Parody. Is it a good thing, though? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing. I think it's on the line. 
whether it's good or not. I mean, it makes makes the tournament more exciting, but at the same time, yeah. you know, it's not great. Like UConn just dominating everybody last year kind of made the tournament not that much fun too. So. I mean, fun for me. I'm a Hurley guy. Sure, sure. I had a great time. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this year it's going to balance out a little bit. I think we'll see a bit of a mix. Not like a San Diego State, Florida Atlantic mix, but, like, there'll be some fresh blood in there a little bit, I think. That's my guess. Uh, here's some fun secret scrimmage results. Florida beat Miami 91-89. North Carolina beat FAU 79-63. Michigan beat Marquette 115-111 to in four 12-quarter segments. Indiana State beat Cincinnati 70-68. to Indiana State's not good, by the way. And Colorado State beat Minnesota by 28. Minnesota 87-49. Yeah. Ben Johnson is going to be fired before the season is over <laughs> or at the end of the season. Yeah, not a good look firing Patino. Here's a, here's a question. Does Kenny Payne survive the season at Louisville? Uh, I mean, not if he's taking swings at players. I don't know if that happened, but that wasn't the rumor. <laughs> Follow-up. Does Sky Clark survive the season at Louisville? Yeah, I think he will. I think Sky, Sky Clark is going to be the guy with the ball in his hands. <clears throat> I think he put up 24 in that that exhibition game. So I think that Sky Clark is definitely happy. If he can score 20 a game, he'll be a happy guy. He couldn't do that at Illinois. <clears throat> so... Doesn't it feel so perfect that they're going to fire Kenny Payne and uh, bring in uh, or just have Nolan Smith as the interim? He's been there for a while. He's been an assistant forever. He was a Duke. I think that's going to happen probably. But either way, Notre Dame is actually worse than Louisville going into the season. So who knows? I mean, Louisville probably wins like, what, five games in, in the ACC this year, maybe four, four or five, and like oh, eight wow. games overall, you know? So, yeah. Uh, these are two big seasons or two big time coaches with huge seasons ahead. John Calipari and Matt Painter, I think both pretty significant seasons. Painter coming off of losing to a 16 seed. Uh, Calipari coming off of another year where Kentucky probably should have been better. They lose in the second round at K-State. So we'll see. I mean, Kentucky has a lot of talent this year. Um what they do with the talent remains to be seen. They have right. a really, really good freshman class. Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Robert Dillingham, four five-star freshmen essentially, plus Trey Mitchell and Antonio Reeves. I think we're a little bit more back to the older Calipari teams in the mid-2000s with a lot more freshmen leading the way. I think the last couple of years has been a little older. That clearly hasn't worked. Yeah. Well, the SEC's gotten really good around Kentucky, too. It has, yeah. Tennessee, Texas A&M, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn. Yeah. It's weird to see Kentucky picked by the media's fourth, to finish fourth in that conference. So, And then Purdue, you know, like I said, they got everybody back pretty much. They lost in the first round last year. A lot of questions about Painter's ability in the tournament. So, big season. Uh Looking at some of the best non-conference stuff, um, they mark that, nailed it. Uh, let me see here. The best 
early season tournaments and multi-team events. I'll go over some of the uh, notables here. Uh, the Let's see. We'll start with the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. Thursday and Friday, November 16th and 17th, Sunday, November 19th in Charleston, South Carolina. This one features St. John's, North Texas, Dayton, LSU, Houston, um, Towson, Utah, and Wake Forest. ESPN 2 will air the games, uh, or the championship games at least. Um, you also have the Legends Classic on November 16th and 17th in Brooklyn, Auburn, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, St. Bonaventure, the Bahamas Championship, November 17th and 19th. Uh, Miami, Georgia, Kansas State, Providence. Um, you have the Continental Tire main event, which really took a step back from last year in Vegas. Uh, this one is St. Mary's, San Diego State, Washington, Xavier. After last year, it was Baylor, Virginia, UCLA, Illinois. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Hall of Fame tip-off, Saturday and Sunday, November 18th and 19th. I'm trying to see here in Connecticut, uh, Mississippi State, Washington State, Rhode Island, Northwestern. Uh, the Empire Classic benefiting Wounded Warrior Project presented by Continental in New York on Sunday, November 19th, and Monday, November 20th. UConn, Indiana, Texas, Louisville. So you can bring up that meme with all the military guys about to enter the room and then a clown in the middle. That is the Louisville squad. <laughs> and that one, uh, the... Gulf Coast Showcase in Florida, November 20th through the 22nd. When's Thanksgiving this year? 23rd? Feels right. Uh, sounds right. Certainly right. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. 23rd. Uh, Iona, High Point, Long Beach State, Illinois State, Louisiana, Wright State, Hofstra, Buffalo. I don't even know why I read that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip a good one because of that. Uh, the Maui Field is loaded, man. The Maui Field is great. Yeah. When is that? Uh, November 20th through the 22nd. So it is feast week, Thanksgiving week, uh, Monday through Wednesday, of course. Tennessee, Syracuse, Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, Chaminade, UCLA, Marquette. It's insane. Give me the Boilermakers to win that, by the way. Give me Purdue. Uh, Rocket Mortgage, Fort, Fort Myers tip off, the Beach Division, in November 20th and 22nd in Fort Myers. Uh, Wisconsin, Virginia, West Virginia, and SMU. Um, let's see. There's a lot of these. Wow. Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City, Missouri, November 22nd and 23rd. Boston College, Colorado State, Creighton, Loyola, Chicago. If Creighton doesn't doesn't dominate that, then what are we even doing here? Uh, the Battle for Atlantis, always a fun one to watch. This will be Feast Week, Wednesday through Friday, November 22nd through the 24th. Paradise Island, Bahamas, Arkansas, Memphis, Michigan, North Carolina, Northern Iowa, Stanford, Texas Tech, Villanova. A couple things from that one will be interesting to see how that Michigan team looks. I think Michigan's like a – I'm pretty comfortable saying they're not a tournament team going in, but who knows, that could change. Uh, I think they are going to be a better team team if Jawan Howard can put the pieces together than they were last year. Because look at last year, they had way too much talent to miss the tournament. Dickinson, Jed Howard, Kobe Bufkin. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what Doug McDaniel looks like this year. Uh, but, they, you know, Stanford, this will be a good measuring stick for them, a team that's got a lot of talent, uh, pretty good offense, like I said, but we'll see how they look. Uh, NIT season tip-off, Baylor, Oregon State, Florida, Pitt. That's November 22nd and 24th in Brooklyn. ESPN Events Invitational, Thursday and Friday, so this is Thanksgiving, Thursday, Friday, the 23rd and the 24th, as well as uh, the 26th to finish out in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. 
uh, Penn State, Texas A&M, FAU, Butler, Iowa State, VCU, uh, Boise State, Virginia Tech, uh, the Children's Invitational, 23rd and 24th San Diego, Iowa, Oklahoma, Seton Hall, USC, Vegas Showdown, 23rd and the 24th, NC State, Vanderbilt, BYU, Arizona State, um, the Emerald Coast Classic. This is a you know interesting field here. Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, Santa Clara, Mercer, Tennessee State, uh, uh, Southeastern Louisiana. Who the hell is that? Southland, I guess. <laughs> Southland Conference Squad. Uh, Western Michigan. Uh, this might be almost done here. Let me see. Is there any any more notables here? Here's a fun one. The uh, Honolulu. The Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic, the Hawaiian. Sorry, I was gonna say, well, there's no apostrophe here. How about they put, how they put an apostrophe in the freaking name? Uh, Nevada Temple, TCU, Old Dominion, Georgia Tech, UMass, uh, uh, Portland, and Hawaii. Damn it, Hawaii. Sorry, uh, Hardwood Classic. Nope, the, okay, I'm done. Never mind. These are just all non bracketed events, nobody cares. Uh, but the big one obviously comes uh, the Joseph J. Biggs Invitational, November 17th through the 25th on campus sites, Illinois, Southern, Valpo, Western Illinois. Boom, what a field. So there you go. Plenty of good stuff. I mean, not as much good stuff as I would have hoped for, but I'm very excited for the Atlantis, ESPN, invi- uh, ESPN Events Invitational, and uh, Maui, of course. So what stood out to you there? <laughs> and why was it the Maui field? It's definitely the Maui field. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun feast week kicking it off with the Maui. And Illinois playing Western, you know, really stuck out to me too. Good stuff. Uh, all right, final four national champion picks. My final four is going to be Duke, Tennessee, Purdue, and you might be shocked by this one, Creighton. I already looked at yours because I had to make the graphic. Uh, and then uh, national champion, I'm picking Tennessee. Uh, my final four is Duke, Purdue, Arizona, Alabama. Really? Yeah. And my national champion is Purdue. So the Big Ten's back. <laughs> People are asking if the Big Ten is back. The Big Ten is back. So it's like never been more back, honestly. So. I got to post these graphics here. I got a couple of them. Um, all right. Playback.tv slash EthanCarterSW. E-T-H-A-N-C-A-R-T-E-R-S-W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. USC, Kansas State, Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Central. Daylight time. Standard time. Um, it'll be standard time by then, right? By, by then, right? Jesus, I can't even speak. Who's playing? USC, Kansas State, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Right? Yeah. Central. Standard. Standard. Yeah, because after because it's Central Daylight, then it's Central time. Standard. Yes. Time. The yes. T is for time, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll start with that one. Uh, I don't know if you'll be joining me for that. Maybe the second half. We'll see. Yeah, or we're watching the Illinois game before that, right? Yeah, it's a seven. Be a little late to the K State USC stream. Uh, just looking oh, at some stuff it. here, schedule wise. Fortnite Mondays, though. So. Nobody cares. Uh, November seventh, uh, Auburn and Baylor play on the second night of the season. That'll be a good one. 
Uh, November 8th, you get FAU, Loyola, Chicago, Arizona State, Mississippi State. Those are the Barstool Classic ones in Wintrust Arena in Chicago. Those will be a couple good games. Uh, just looking at some other notables here. I think November 10th is really where we're going to be like, okay, season's back on. Here we go. Arizona, Duke, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Texas A&M, Ohio State, San Diego State, BYU headlining there. Uh, November 11th, nothing. November 12th, nothing. November 13th, Michigan at St. John's. At MSG, that'll be an interesting game. And then Xavier at Purdue. Props to Xavier for not being as good this year, but still going to Mackey Arena. Is Matt Pepino respect. playing every home game at Madison Square Garden? I'll have to look at that. I uh, talked about wanting to do that. November 14th, Duke, Michigan State, Marquette, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Providence. So there is some stuff before the, the big events, but there's also a few days where there's just nothing. Um, let me look at St. John's schedule here. Hold on. Holding. I got to type now. There we go. St. John's, St. John's. They're not yet. Their first game is against Stony Brook. It's a Carneseca arena in Queens. So, they have uh, uh Purdue just landed a 7 3 center. So, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Nobody's surprised by this. I don't see it. All right, good stuff. That'll do top, it for us. Top 100 player, I think. Yeah, so Painter strikes again. Nobody's seven, surprised. 7 3 white guy. Perfect. Uh, all right. That'll do it for us. Stay tuned. The Illini Basketball Podcast Sunday episode this week, I believe, as well as episodes throughout the season. We'll be back with more college basketball full-scale stuff uh, in January and then February on the National Championship. Uh, these are the greatest picks you're ever going to see ever, so you're never going to see anything that tops this ever again, ever. So uh, see everybody uh, later.